You're listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. And now, your hosts, Brandon and Jimmy. Well, we are recording. Hi, I'm Brandon. And this is Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, you sound extremely happy to be here today on another episode of Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. Yes, well, last night um, the bat signal went out, but it wasn't a bat. Uh, it was a beer. Um, and it, what was the other thing? I think there was rum involved. There was there. rum involved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was present at this uh, Battle of the Ages, and Jimmy fought valiantly. He won, but the aftermath is kind of, you know, kicking his butt currently the next morning. There's nothing in my utility belt. Uh, for this, unfortunately. We usually record these during the dark night, but we're actually doing it in the afternoon today, so that's probably not helping him much either. Also, we have mimosas, which is it's just more liquor. Is that correct? There is liquor in these I mimosas. I mean, is champagne considered liquor? Or is it kind of like, it's kind of its own thing, I would think. Well, candy is, is dandy. Is it a spirit? It is a spirit. Mine spirit is broken. Yes. Um, but last night you were very much, you kept saying podcast tomorrow, podcast tomorrow, podcast tomorrow. So here we are. Here we are. And uh, it's already a giant fail because I barely have any energy. Well, well, luckily for you, this episode, I think, will be an easy one. We're kind of laid back, huh? Uh, it's one of the more silent episodes of Batman the Animated Series. There are no huge over-the-top villains. There is no taking over the world plots. But there is a nice, very intimate story about... Two warring gang mobsters, and Batman just kind of in the background watching everything play out. Well, I'm needing something laid back, and um, I guess that sounds laid back enough for me. It's laid back for this show, I'll tell you that much. This episode is called It's Never Too Late. This is the, I believe, the sixth episode of Batman the Animated Series that aired. It uh, aired on September 10th, Mm -hmm. 1992. It's directed by Boyd Kirkland and written by Tom Ruger. And this episode, yes, it's laid back, but it's also a very, very dark one. It uh, and I'll cover this uh, as I go through the synopsis here in a little bit. Kind of, um, I a literary feel to it. Um, little, it's a little Dickensian in a way. Uh, we've got some Christmas Carol. Let's say Christmas Carol, like it, it's a wonderful life. It's in a, a wonderful way. life. Uh, not, they don't go over the top with it, but there are um, shades of yeah. such things that I did appreciate as I was watching it. Yeah, Batman's kind of like the guardian angel in the background of this episode. Yes, he's not really a main character. Uh, the character of Stromwell basically has mm-hmm. the episode front and center, just you know towards him, and he was an original character by the way, Stromwell. Okay, I was kind of wondering that. Yeah. Yeah, Rupert Rupert, Thor- Rupert Thorne was actually in the comics. He was a huge character in the comics. He first appeared in Detective Comics uh, 469 in May of 1977. He was created by Steve Englehart and Walter Simonson, which is kind of cool because Walter Simonson is known for making Thor really popular in the 80s. Oh. Um, but yeah, Rupert Thorne shows a very, very little in the books. And I think I looked it up in the past 20 years. He's shown up once and I think they like name dropped him last year in the Three Jokers series. So he's not really, he's not ever present in the comics, but in the cartoon he shows up quite a few times. And I think he he's pretty much the catalyst for the 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 Two Face Two Parter, isn't he? 
I want to say that. I think so. I think so. That one. That one. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, pretty sure that he's the he's the guy that gets that ball rolling. Yeah, I always. I mean, it's it's fun kind of going back and seeing some of these characters that really show up a lot in the show, like Rupert Thorne. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have like guys like Clayface and whatnot who don't show up all that much, but Rupert Thorne is kind of a constant, kind of an unsung villain, if you will, of Batman the Animated Series. But yeah, this is a dark episode. I mean, they. They deal with drugs in this episode. They deal with a lot uh, with guilt and redemption, and get ready to take a drink because I'm about to say it. This is a kids' show, Jimmy, and we've got all kinds of really, really dark stuff in here, including rehab in a kids' show. Yeah, that was that was kind of shocking, and, and we watching it. I'm like, oh, we're really going there. Yeah, for, we're going for, there. For yeah, five o'clock again. Although you know, there were a lot of like I remember Safety Pup would come on and McGruff uh, <laughs> around five o'clock and talk about drugs being bad. So he's not wrong, kids. He's I yeah. So I guess that's all part and parcel for the time. I mean, this was this is right after cartoon called All Stars to the Rescue, <laughs> where Slimer and Alf and uh, Miss Piggy got together to talk kids out of doing drugs. So. Everyone was in that, wasn't? Yes, everybody. Everybody said the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah, showed Michelangelo up. Michelangelo was, was in that. Um, Muppet Babies. Um, it is basically the Avengers Endgame of like cartoon specials. It is that that was the that was the big crossover event that uh, was a big part of my childhood. Yeah, I had it on VHS, and uh, I remember I took it to school one time. We watched it in like my fourth grade class or something like that, maybe third or second grade. Yeah, Nancy Reagan opened it. You watched the VHS, and Nancy Reagan was like, "Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue." Well, she's the one that created the "Say No to Drugs" whole speech and whatnot. <laughs> She was the face of the war on drugs in the 80s. Why couldn't she be the face for the war on alcohol? Well, we're losing that war currently. And I could have grown up watching that. Maybe the sequel. We'll delve into that. Oh no, they're going to reboot Cartoon R Stars to the rescue. And they're going to put Batman from Batman the Animated Series on there. Oh no. Kevin Conroy and all his glory is going to be like, don't drink, Jimmy. I wish I would have listened to him. You are vengeance. Just like you were when you were a 10, as you said. Yeah, I was full of vengeance. Full of vengeance. Now I'm full of rum. Doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> oh, hi, Josie. Oh, here comes my cat. <laughs> it's all going to be it. Hey, Josie. Like, this part might be in because I'm like I'm nursing. This headache's starting to go away, but it's like this cat comes in the room and she's like, <laughs> it's like oh my God. She is vengeance and the night. Oh. Why don't you go ahead and start that... Uh... Wonderful synopsis of It's Never Too Late. Aha, uh-huh. so here's what happens in this episode. It's Never Too Late. As you mentioned, written by Tom Ruger, uh, along with Garen Wolf and directed by Boyd Kirkland, who directed 21 episodes. Yeah, Boyd Kirkland um, does a bunch. Of uh, the uh, Batman the Animated Series. Uh, so we open in the mansion of mob boss Arnold Stromwell, who's had a bit of a midlife crisis as he realizes his rival, Rupert Thorne, is getting the upper hand on him. Uh, by the way, uh, one thing about Rupert Thorne, he's uh, voiced by John Vernon. The, uh, are you familiar with his work? I am. I'll reference that in a moment. All right. Uh, this is the first time we're meeting these characters, but they both appear in future episodes, especially Rupert Thorne. These are our mid-tier bad guys, our mobsters. Uh, and you did say that there are some some comic connections as far as Rupert Thorne. Yeah, yeah. Just very, very little. He's just you know a, a random mobster. They have some big mobsters in Batman, and he's mm-hmm. not really one of them. Well, Commissioner Gordon even throws some shade at Stromwell on live TV. Gordon does this little move with his hair, and we're going to call back uh, to that later for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, my friend's sister has a cat named Commissioner Gordon. I don't know if I mentioned that before, 
but there it is. It turns out Stromwell's son is missing, and he suspects Thorne is the culprit. So his boys set up a meeting with this with the rival mobster. Uh, meanwhile, Thorne and his goons are doing some bad guy at a deli, and there's a disheveled patron sitting near them. Uh, turns out it's the Batman doing some disheveled patron reconnaissance work. Is, is he like hungover too? He might be. But <laughs> he looks like a hungover homeless guy. He leaves a bug under the table just as he's thrown out. Uh, this scene isn't really necessary. Like Batman could already just know this information, but it's nice to have a scene I showing like him it. I doing really some like detective it. work. Also, he's totally dressed like Torgo from Manos, The Hands of Fate. And yes, I worked that reference into a Batman con uh, podcast. And now it's time for the haunting Torgo theme. Also, Rupert Thorne is voiced, as you mentioned, by John Vernon. So whenever he speaks, all I can hear is killer clowns from outer space. Holy sh**. <laughs> he did a lot of films, but that's the one I think of right away. Yeah, I always think of uh, him as the dean in Animal House, and yep. he's uh, in Dirty Harry. This is correct. Had a great face. Uh, I did not know. He uh, he died in 2005, actually. He, oh, yeah. Uh, for, following complications from uh, heart surgery. So Thorne says, let's just bump Stromwell off, and let's do it in the next scene. So that's the plan. Uh, on the way there, Stromwell has a flashback of two young boys arguing by some railroad tracks. Oh, he gets like totally like triggered when he sees the railroad tracks. He is just going in full-on flashback mode. Well, one of the chi uh, kids is almost hit when his foot is stuck in the tracks, but he frees himself just in time to jump onto the other track and get hit by a train coming the other way. I wanted him to hold up a tiny sign that said, yipes. This was like such a cartoon. Like, yeah. It's almost like a like a Warner Brothers uh, type situation. But it felt very dr like traumatic at the same time. <laughs> it, it, it did, but I could just imagine the music being different. And like yeah. this could be like, uh-oh. <laughs> so the flashback ends and the episode continues. We get this really great transitional scene of Batman on a church just hanging out with some gargoyles uh, as Stromwell drives by. It's really nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of good like scenery in this episode. Yeah. Like, you kind of you kind of see Gotham more mm -hmm. in this episode than the ones we've seen prior. We kind of slow it down and we see the world, which is yeah. kind of nice. Well, now it's 5 o'clock on Fox and Batman, a priest, and a mobster walk into a church. No, I've, seriously. I've heard that, I haven't heard that joke before. There is a lot of churchy stuff in this episode and it feels really weird by today's standards but I'm totally popping for it. Well, even back then, I read this on one of the other episodes, like you weren't really supposed to show churches all that much no. in kids' shows. No. And more importantly, you couldn't really mention God, period. No. Because one of the earlier episodes, Batman actually says, my God, my God, and they actually had to cut it out of when it was like syndicated and stuff. They mm -hmm. had to take that away. On like the Toon Disney or yeah, whatever it was yeah. on. Yeah. So Batman visits the local priest, and it's a great scene. He keeps calling him Father. And that feels right. Uh, he, that guy's voiced by uh, Paul Dooley, by the way. That who, is correct. Which Wimpy and Popeye, he was in Sixteen Candles, Hairspray, Pixar's Car Trilogy, and ER, among a lot of other things. He's a really good character actor. And an episode of The Golden Girls. Yeah. yeah. Batman and the Priest obviously have a past relationship. Whatever's about to happen, they've discussed before. Uh, I, I really dig this a lot and how it's how it kind of sets up. That whole scene with Batman and the Priest is really pretty great. Yeah, he has a really good line there. I wish I could give up helping him. Yeah. And Batman is like, well, I know you would never give up on anybody. And he's like, yeah. It's just, I thought it was a really nice moment. As you said, he was wimpy and Popeye, and he would gladly pay you Tuesday for a Bat Burger today. That's the 66 reference of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't, don't take a shot. 
Not this episode. Let's not take a shot. Drink a mimosa. Uh, or just, you know, breathe some fresh air. <laughs> so Thorne blows up the restaurant. I'm jumping ahead, so hold on. Big explosion. Uh, he blows up the restaurant with Stromwell inside, only after offering him an anti-pasto. So is that like opposed to the pasto because of the anti? I'm sorry, they're not all they're not all winners. This episode is, is it was a hard one, okay? <laughs> this this episode like it's very it's very good, but it's, it's it is, not giving me a lot to work yeah, with. Here it's hard to be funny about here. this episode cuz like I said, it's very dark, full of drugs and rehab and all, all your favorite, you know, kid show staples. Old man Jimmy is having trouble making up dad jokes to this episode. So he's doing his best, kids. He's doing his best. And he wrote those while he was sober. That's right, I did. But I'm delivering them when I'm drunk. <laughs> Or hungover. But Batman rescues Stromwell and a crowd starts to form. One of them being this kind of dazed guy who takes one look at the fire and says, heavy barbecue action, man. But then <laughs> redeems himself by seeing Batman, Batman run off into the night. He says, wow, he's really out there. He has really good sight to see him and carrying uh, Stromwell this from is that far down. I like lines like that. Uh, and because of that, this may be tipping the hat for the end of the podcast. But I'm going to grant this guy uh, and this moment immunity. From Condiment King and Martha Moment, I'm calling it. I'm with the guy. Okay, I don't know. What I, you, I, I don't know what you've got in mind, but I'm granting him. No, I no, okay? I, I let I let him slide. Okay, I'm glad of that. I'm glad of that. Gordon Bullock have a little back and forth, and this is where the hair bit from earlier gets a callback. I don't know. It's levity, I guess. I, I don't know. I yeah, I, I think it's just okay. This is a really really dark, very sad episode. Need to work in. Let's some. work in yeah. some haha to kind of lighten the mood. I liked it. I thought it. Broke things up a little bit. So my guy jumps in and he's like, Batman saved him. I synced it. Uh, I still like him, but he's kind of like an extra from a Raimi Spider-Man movie. Like, don't mess with Gotham. You mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. kind of oh, what this guy man. is doing. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> exactly. So this is where things start to get Dickensian. As Batman kind of takes Stromwell on a Christmas Carol-esque adventure, except even more depressing, because there's drugs. <laughs> One minute he's in the old neighborhood where he used to sell drugs. Then he's in the rehab center where his son is withdrawing from drugs. Christmas past and Christmas present, except the ghosts are Batman. And Mona from Who's the Boss is there, because of course she is. Yeah. Uh, that's Catherine Hellman as the voice of Stromwell's ex-wife. That's, yeah, that's fantastic. Stromwell then wakes up. It's Christmas morning, and he tosses a coin to a street urchin, asking him to buy the biggest goose in all of Gotham. <laughs> Not really. It's just more misery. As we enter the third act... There's nothing happy about this episode, except for that one Harvey Bullock line. That's right, that's about it. So we enter the third act, and Thorne's goons show up to finish the job, and it's all wall-to-wall bat and mouse, so I'll save you the specifics of that, and we'll jump to the end, where Stromwell comes face-to-face with his visions at the railroad track, and we learn that the old priest was, in fact, the other boy on the tracks. It's his brother, Michael. I totally forgot about that twist. I did, too. I love that twist. I did. It was pretty is great. He, is he missing a leg? Yes. Okay, so that's what happened. He wasn't he killed. Got he wasn't killed in that hilariously comic train accident. He just lost a leg. Yeah. And he kind of bangs on it and does a thing. That's fair, yeah. But yeah, I, I love that. I love that twist. The two brothers embrace as Batman takes out the goons. And it's, it's a nice ending. Uh, the police arrive. It's and kind of a happy ending. It yeah. is. Stromwell which... agrees to give his statement about his past, which is what Batman wanted. Batman looks to the church over his shoulder. No jokes about bats or belfries and the whole thing, so it's got that going for it, and that is, it's never too late. And one thing that's kind of fun about the Stromwell character, he he promises to retire, and you don't see him 
the entire rest of the series, except for one time, but it's a flashback for when he's much younger. Oh, I in see. Robin's Reckoning. Oh, yeah. One thing that I d- did not know is Stromwell is revealed as Tony Zuko's uncle in Robin's Reckoning. Oh. Tony Zuko, is, for those who don't remember, was the guy who murdered uh, Dick Grayson's parents at the circus. Well, who's the guy from Greece? That's Danny, Danny Zuko. Danny what? Zuko? That Danny, I think it's Danny Zuko. So is there any kind of it's relation? like Danny, Sandy, or Sandy? Is it Zuko? Yeah, I think, I think I it's Zuko. Yeah. That's a Zuko, man. Yeah. Has that been canceled yet, Grease? Grease will be canceled sh- soon, I'm sure. They're trying to. They're working on Snow White right now for some reason because you know. Oh, that was the, because of the ride. But I thought it was with the cartoon now too. Well, the whole in Disneyland, thing. Um, there's a kiss, and like he didn't ask. She's just like laying there. Well, you know it's not canceled yet. Batman the Animated Series. It's not. But Where are we going now? We are... <laughs> Bear with us, folks. It's, it's, a, it's a rough day. But we are going to talk about right now how Batman begins. So, the title card for this week's episode, It's Never Too Late. What did you think of the title card where we see a, tr- a train shining a light on a very, very dark track. Well, it's a haunting image, and um, just as an opening, you don't know what it means or how it ties in. Yeah, it's a little vague at first glance. Yeah, and then it's it's nice to to bring that back, and it's like because it's such an indelible image for um, for Stromwell. Um, so it's I think that's a perfect way to start the, the episode. And I think it also kind of gives you an idea, kind of what you're getting into. It's, there's a ton of darkness in this episode, but there is a light shining from afar that. That kind of alludes to the ending, which the ending is very hopeful. It is. Yes. Now, we must talk about Holy Speech Bubble, Batman. What is your favorite quote from It's Never Too Late? Um, well, I'm going to go back to my guy. Uh, I'm going back to my guy there in that line I like so much. The, wow, he's really out there kind of line. I, just, I like that kind of mythic stuff where it's like, the people on the street hear about Batman, but they don't. You know, they don't see him every day. It's not like he's on the news and whatnot. Uh, so I'm, I, I like my guy. Also, he's like a dark angel snatching the uh, snatching the guy. Hold on. And also, he says he's like uh, he's like a dark angel snatching the guy from the ha- fires of Haiti, man. I don't remember him saying. He says that. <laughs> That's- the fire of Haiti? Yeah, he says that kind of stuff when he's like, I saw, I seen him jumping from the rooftops, man. And then Bullock, even Bullock's like, what is this guy on? Yeah. Um, he says something about the fires of Haiti. Um, so that was my, fa- again, I'm just, I like that guy. I'm just like, I'm taking up for this guy, you know? I thought he's fine. I, I didn't put him in any of my, any of my bad awards or anything. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, my favorite line is probably one, the one you didn't like. It's the Harvey Bullock line, just because there was so much, you know, grim and grit in this yes. episode. Mm-hmm. You needed kind of a moment of levity. Bullock, for those who don't remember the line, Bullock is staring at Commissioner Gordon and Commissioner Gordon asks, what are you looking at? And Bullock responds, your hair. It looked better on TV. It's just, it comes out of nowhere. I didn't re- even realize that it was set up earlier in the episode. Yeah, because right? he kind of quaffs it as yeah. he's on TV. Yeah, because I, I, I remember him saying that. Like, wow, that's just random. But but I like it. So, yeah, that would be my favorite episode because it's kind of, it's nice to have a light moment on a very, very dark episode. I agree. I do agree with that. Now... Jimmy, wait till they get a load of me. Wing 
horses. Wait till they get a load of me. Jimmy, who is your favorite character in It's Never Too Late? Uh, Melvin, because that's what I named the guy in the crowd. So that's the guy in the crowd? <laughs> I named him Melvin. Also, um, and this is not so much a favorite character, but I like the interactions between the priest uh, and Batman yeah, uh, yeah, a lot. I know that's not exactly one character, but yeah, that yeah, character yeah. dynamic I, I uh, is, too. I really, I just like the fact that Batman obviously has teed this up, like, because um, the priest is like, now? He's like, yeah. So yeah, like Batman's conversation has happened before. Yeah, Batman's kind of like a puppet master in this. Yeah. He's really not interfering much other than, you know, saving Stromwell from the big explosion. He's just kind of watching everything fall into place. He's known about it the whole time. It just shows the kind of control that he's in the whole time, which is very, very Batman. He set the dominoes up, and now he's it's time for him to fall. And that leads me to my favorite character of this episode. My favorite character for the first time on the podcast is Batman. Oh, yeah. I just uh, I just think he's really, really awesome in this one. I like his whole undercover bit as a drunk in the, mm-hmm. like you said earlier, not really needed, but it was, I think, a good addition to the, uh, to the whole episode. Uh, and like I said, he's kind of manipulating the events to get Stromwell on the road of redemption. It just, it, it just feels very, very Batman-ish, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And also, he survived that really big explosion. Who can do that? Only bats. Only Batman. Only Batman. But you know who wouldn't survive the explosion? The winner of the Condiment King Award. Jimmy, who is your least favorite character from the episode It's Never Too Late? Um, this is, um... This, one's, this one was hard this for me. This one was bad. hard uh, for me. I didn't think anybody was, like, a bad character. And it's not particularly fair, um... Because... Th- okay, it's Stromwell. Um, and for me, it's Stromwell because the character, I mean, that's what the character is written as. It just kind of, he's just kind of a dick. Um, and he, yes, there's, there's redemption. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's just, he's not, not a very charming, but I mean, that's the point. The point is that that's what, that's what his character is. Um, and I wouldn't change it because that's the episode, but I just really couldn't come up with any, you know, part of me is just like, well, couldn't he be a little bit, uh, you know, Rupert Thorne as a character is a little more like. You know, kind of like a fat Tony on the Simpsons yeah, kind yeah, of character. Yeah. Uh, it has some kind of like, you know, panache. But like, Stromwell's just like, hey, I'm a dick, whatever. You know, it's just like, okay. But that's what it's supposed to be. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel I should really complain about it. But that's all I could come up with. Yeah, I my pick was little Arnie Stromwell just because he annoyed me and he stole candy. And he got his friend hit by a train. Also, I put in the evil train conductors that both came at the same time, which seems like a bad idea. I'm not going to touch that because you just said coming at the same time is a bad idea. What's the next category? <laughs> Jimmy, let's get nuts. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Oh dear. What is your favorite moment from It's Never Too Late? Um, I like Batman's rescue of Stromwell. Uh, I think that's a highlight, uh, just the explosion, him shooting the, the grappling hook up in the air. That explosion was killer. But more so uh, the realization of Batman taking Stromwell on a this-is-your-life type tour. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you realize, oh, that's where we're going, and this is where I used to sell drugs as, as a kid. I didn't say that, but like, and then suddenly they're in the rehab, and suddenly his ex-wife is there, and that is a really nice, because uh, you sort of see where we're going with this. Um, so I think that would be my favorite moment of the whole episode. My favorite is uh, something we already talked about, but 
the reveal of of uh, Shromel's brother being the priest was my favorite moment. That yes. whole swerve did not see that coming, and I I watched the episode a few months ago, and I totally to- totally forgot about it. I just absolutely love that, and as kind of a kind of an extra thing, I, I love all the gangster suits, like the colors that they wore under their oh, jackets. Yeah. It had kind of that Dick Tracy vibe yeah, very, in that like movie. That Dick Tracy, the, the Dick Tracy Gould movie. Kind of thing. Um, I just like that color palette. But yeah, my favorite moment definitely the reveal that Michael is alive and he's father, he's the priest. So that was my favorite moment. But there are moments in episodes that we don't like as much. Jimmy, what is your Martha moment of "It's Never Too Late"? Martha, why did you say that name? Oh, stop! Please. Why did you say that name? It's his mother's name. Oh no, I didn't write it down. Yeah, I, I didn't have much of a Martha moment myself. My thing was, I still wonder how Batman and Stromo survived that explosion. The explosion's a really, really cool moment, but how did it happen? I think if it was something, it's just, I don't know if he cleared the restaurant blowing up with Pete, who owns the deli, um, but they make a great cannoli. Um, and that seems like a real waste. Like he could have taken him to some like abandoned, I'm sure like uh, Thorne owns some abandoned oh, yeah. warehouse. warehouse he could blow up, but he had to blow up a Pete's deli and the, so, cannolis. And the cannolis and the antipasta, which is uh, opposed to the pasta. Uh, so <laughs> I'm against that. Uh, I'm anti that decision to blow up Pete's yeah. deli. We like a good cannoli. That's right. And that's, that's my Martha moment. I'm sticking to it. All right, so uh, every episode we have a different grading system based on the episode at hand. What is our grading system this week? Uh, today, and we're actually we're piggybacking on what I just said. Uh, today we're going with uh, plates of Pete's antipasta with a cannoli on the side. So I would give it 3.5 out of 5. What would we tell that again? <laughs> Uh, plates of Pete's antipasta uh, pasta with a cannoli on the side. 3.5 plates of Pete's anti-pasta with a cannoli on the side out of five uh it's really a a great episode but uh i mean no villain being in it kind of hurt it a little bit in my eyes um and it just wasn't as exciting as others i thought like written wise it was very very good but it's not an episode that i would be like rushing to rewatch. I would agree with that. I gave it uh, three plates of the uh, anti- pizza antipasta with a cannoli on the side. Uh, so pretty similar, uh, my thoughts on it. I think it's a nice little tome poem kind of episode. Yeah, yeah. I like the. Um, I like that there's no uh, identifiable villain. I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> identifiable? I identifiable villain from the rogues gallery, and it's kind of a different, uh, has a different feel. Uh, I like the uh, Dickensian way about it. Um, so yeah. I'm just going with three. That sounds good to me. Yeah, it's just, it's 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 nice. It's good, you definitely should check it out, but it's like I said, it's not one that you'll watch time and time and time again. Yeah, you can take your time because, again, it's never too late. It's never too late. That's the name of the episode. And it's never too late to go like and subscribe to our podcast right now on your podcatcher of choice, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, I know we are on YouTube. Are we on anything else, Jimmy? Um, that seems to that that's the ones that matter. Yes, and of course we're always you know in your heart as well, or in your colon, or lower intestine, wherever is most comfortable for you. 
Where does all the alcohol go? It eventually all goes down a drain. Okay. Well, I don't want these people to go through the drain because they've just sat through our podcast. And thank you so much for doing that. And uh, what's going to happen next time we talk? So I think ne- it's going to be something big. Man. Next week when we meet up again, we are going to meet two new characters to the series. And I think you've heard of them. Their names are The Joker and Harley Quinn. That's right. Next week we are doing Joker's Favor. Uh, my heart will skip a beat. And Jimmy will probably still be hungover. I'll probably still be hungover, but I'll be a little more uh, with it um, because um, we have our first episode with uh, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. So. Yes, yes, yes. So meet us at the same time next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Yeah, I'm going to go into that dark night and I'm going to vomit in the commode. There you go. Thanks for joining us. I'm Brandon. And I was Jimmy. And this has been... Almost Got Him, a podcast about Batman the Animated Series. When listening to this podcast, drink mimosas. They're delightful, and I need a refill. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Almost Got Him, a Batman the Animated Series podcast. Anyone else want to go?